Hello, and welcome to the Ground and Grow podcast. I'm your host, Kayla Estenson-Williams. I'm a Minnesota-based marriage and family therapist, yoga teacher, and I create mental health content to help you ground and grow. I hope you enjoy this episode. Now let's begin. So today I'm going to talk about the costs of infertility treatment. And I'm talking about this because a lot of times when people get diagnosed with infertility, um, others might assume that they are just going to get treatment right away. And I think it's important to recognize that there are a lot of costs that go into it. Uh, financial, of course, but also our time, our energy, our mental health. There are a lot of valid reasons that someone may say that they don't want to pursue treatment. There are a lot of valid barriers. And I think it's also important to know if you are going into this yourself or if you have a loved one going into it, just to be aware of what this might look like. So I will start with the financial investment. Um, I'll talk a, a little bit just from my own experience, what I learned about how much some of these different things can cost, because we can do a Google, a Google search and, and look up like, okay, how much is this going to cost? And we might get a range or an idea, but a lot of times there is so much more that goes into any kind of treatment than we might expect. So I think it's helpful to have an idea of what that looks like. And one tough thing about infertility treatment is that very rarely does insurance cover it, or if they do cover it, it might be a small amount. So there are certainly some insurance plans that you can get that will cover some amount of your fertility treatment, and it's really wonderful for those who do have that. But most often, folks are paying for this through their own pocket or with their HSA or taking out loans to do it. So it's it's an expensive thing. And I think we all know it's expensive, but it's really expensive. So just getting tested for whether or not you have infertility is expensive in itself. Sometimes insurances will cover this because it's like blood draws and different pieces. Technically, my insurance would have covered some of the testing, but I hadn't even met my deductible yet. So it was essentially like my testing helped me reach my deductible and then they didn't cover uh, anything for actual treatment as far as that goes. So testing can be a bit expensive. This might range like from a thousand to a couple thousand dollars or so. This can, of course, vary depending on what kinds of follow-up tests you need. So if you just kind of do the standard ones, right, where there's blood tests and, you know, they might do a little scoping out of your uterus, seeing how things are going, semen analysis, all that fun stuff, um, that might be, you know, one to 2K. It can increase a little bit more if you have, you know, potentially endometriosis or things where they might have to do more exploration with stuff that can certainly increase the cost of that um and then there might be some different treatments that you get prior to going into say IUI or IVF um again it might be clearing out any scarring or different things going on there there can be a lot of different things that are happening a lot of different treatments that you can do other than IUI or IVF. So those, of course, will vary depending on what that is. But if you do jump into IUI, that can be around two grand. 
Again, this will depend on if you're doing a medicated cycle, if you are doing a cycle where you're coming in for more scans leading up to the IUI itself. Um, so that can range a little bit. Some places it might be a little cheaper than that if you're not having a lot of appointments leading up to the IUI. Um, so it can vary, but it's a pretty penny. So I know for us, we did four rounds of IUI. And so our, our goal there was, of course, to prevent the financial cost of IVF, which is a lot more expensive. But in the end, you are, you know, using some of that, like your fertility budget for IUI, which doesn't have quite as high of a success rate, um, but is worth trying if, if you and your doctor see that that's a good fit for you. Um, I certainly know people who it's worked for, and that's wonderful, and um, many folks who have done a few cycles before doing IVF, and it's kind of that just initial cost of seeing, does this treatment work for me or not? And then there is IVF. So this is the one we kind of all know is expensive. This can range a lot depending on what types of like treatment or different testing you're doing with it, um, as well as what things you're doing to support your treatment. Medication can vary a lot from person to person, whether you're doing a low medicated cycle or maybe you need a higher amount of medication for your body to respond in the way that it needs to. It's going to cost you a lot more. So I would say kind of the average of this might start at 15,000. Um, and that would include the like stimulation phase as well as the egg retrieval. And then it will also include the transfer phase. So sometimes people do that all in one cycle. Um, but that's, you know, those two parts are technically the full IVF cycle, the egg retrieval and the transfer. So that's going to be about 15,000. Um, again, this might, this number could be a bit higher if you have more medication that you need to take because the meds are expensive. Um, I'm trying to remember what mine was, but it was like, I would say at least like 4,000, maybe a bit more for just meds. So, and, and I had kind of the standard medication. I've responded kind of as expected for that, but there are some folks who need like twice as many medications and that is going to cost a bit more. Um, and then, yes, yeah, so for some people doing an IVF cycle, if you're lucky, the first cycle works. That's, that was what my experience was. And I feel so incredibly grateful. Um, and that is not the norm. So often folks might do one egg retrieval cycle and maybe you get a decent amount of eggs where you maybe get you know more than one transfer out of it so there might be future cycles where you do a transfer with an egg that was retrieved and you know turned into an embryo and all of that jazz um, after that first retrieval some folks also need to do multiple retrievals if their bodies don't respond in a certain way maybe they don't get as many eggs as you would like or they're maybe not as um high quality or they have some abnormalities in it you might have to do more of those retrievals the retrieval part is the expensive part because that has a lot more medication it has the full like surgery procedure in there whereas the transfer certainly does have some medications and it is like a procedure but it's not as like big of a procedure you're not 
usually needing to go under or anything like that for it. Um, but yeah, each transfer, if you have subsequent transfers afterwards, could be about five grand. Um, this is, of course, going to vary clinic to clinic on all of these different numbers. Um, but that was my experience with kind of what some of the um, baseline costs were, which can vary. And so that's... That's a lot, right? When you're looking at all of this, if you do your testing, maybe you do a few IUIs, you do IVF, by the end of it, I know for us, we were looking at like, wow, this, this could have been our little one's tuition uh, if they decide to go to college someday, or it could have been some really <laughs> needed and lovely like home update things that we could do in our home. So it's, it's a lot of money. And it's a very understandable barrier for folks. And that's not even adding in the other supportive things that you might do. So for me, I did acupuncture throughout most of my infertility journey. I met with a nutritionist, you know, I had different supplements and different things. So there's a lot of additional costs that can go into that. Um, the cost of working with a mental health therapist, because you're probably going to be going through a lot of feelings um, in all the, of the different directions. Now, whether or not you do infertility treatment, therapy is probably going to be a support for you. But um, I think helpful to just add into, yep, that's another cost of going through infertility. And then with treatment, um, it takes a lot of time. And if you are working, you might be having to take time off work, which could cost you, right, it, depending on, like, what kind of paid time off you get. Um, for me, I don't get PTO because I have my own business and practice, which is great because it allowed me to create more flexibility in my schedule, which was super helpful. But it meant that there was a period of time that I took time off and it wasn't like a fun vacation time. It was, I'm taking this time off because I'm going through IVF and I just need a little space um, to navigate all of those appointments and things. So that meant I was losing out on money because I wasn't having sessions, which is how I make my money. So um, there is that cost as well. So those are kind of the main financial costs. Of course, there might be some additional ones there. But that's kind of like the main treatment-related ones. Um, then we've got the time investment. So it is a it is a big thing to sign up for treatment. Kind of once you say, okay, this is when I'm starting this treatment cycle, you're kind of dedicating that month or you know whatever it is to pursuing that treatment and so that means yes you're going to have a lot of different appointments for IUI you might have like a couple scans or appointments before the actual IUI procedure um, but for IVF there can be a lot more so there I am trying to remember exactly what it looked like but you know after like you go in for a scan, you know, right at the beginning of your cycle and then leading up to when they, you know, are preparing for the egg retrieval, you're going in every other day. At one point I was going in every day because it was like close to the time when it's like, okay, your eggs are ready. We've just got to, you know, check and make sure those follicles are on point. So they wanted to check those every day for a few days. So it was a lot of appointments there and a lot of like scheduling that you don't have control over because... Sometimes you don't know until the day of or the day before an appointment is going to be. And then there's, of course, the like 
bigger procedure appointments. So for IUI, usually you can do that, you know, just in office and like an hour appointment or something and be on your way. It's a little bit easier to work afterwards or something, you know, depending. It, it can vary from person to person, obviously. Um, but for IVF, like your egg retrieval, that's that's a big day. You're usually being put under. That's a big time investment. For me, that's when I took some extra time off work because I knew like a range of time that my retrieval was going to be. And so I just took, I took a couple weeks off to just say like, okay, I'm going to be in this this zone. I don't know exactly when this day is going to be. It could really flex based on how my body's responding to things. I'm personally glad I gave myself that extra time off because my body didn't respond exactly how I expected it. So it took a little bit longer to get to that retrieval point. So I was glad I took off some extra time because you need that day of off for sure. Personally, I liked having a little time afterwards, like a few days after it off. Um, just because it's a little bit of a recovery. It's not impossible to go to work the next day or the next couple days, but I know for me, I was glad I had some extra time off. So that's a time investment for sure. Um, and then the day of your transfer, you're also going to want that off too, because, um, I guess not everyone, but for me, I was on like a relaxing medication and afterwards I just you know, wanted to take a nap. I didn't want to have to be functioning for anything. So um, that's another time investment. So no matter what kind of treatment you're doing or whatever it is, it's definite time investment. And it is a little all-consuming in terms of you're just thinking about when that's going to be. So for me, it was kind of like, We weren't able to plan vacations or trips during times where we wanted to be doing treatment. Uh, It's really hard to plan for what your future is going to look like. And then, yeah, it was also tough to plan for what work was going to look like. I can imagine folks working in like larger businesses where you might be on like different teams for doing things. It's really hard to feel predictable in that. And um I can imagine, I know for me, I would feel a lot of anxiety of like, oh, people want me to be doing this on whatever team I'm on this coming month, but I know I'm going to be doing a treatment that month. And maybe I don't feel comfortable sharing that with everyone. So it's really hard to to plan. And so time can feel like a really complicated investment piece in terms of infertility treatment. And then, of course, there is energy. So I think that all-consuming part definitely speaks to the energetic investment you're going to be drained um especially if you're like me and you like to plan for things and you like to know what's happening and you maybe get overwhelmed when you're not in control of your schedule uh boy is that exhausting it takes a lot of energy to be in that headspace all the time of wanting to control things that you can't control and then of course treatment can have different side effects so i remember Um, you know, even the medication that I took for my IUI, that had a big hit for my energy. I felt really exhausted, really tired. And then of course, when I was doing my IVF medications, the stimming medications and all of that, it, um, plays with your hormones a bit, of course, which, um, impacts your energy, impacts just how you're feeling in a day, what you can do in a day and so that is an investment right like you're feeling uncomfortable you're maybe not feeling the best your body is doing things that 
aren't really natural, right? If you're on any kind of medication, your body's a bit on hyperdrive in these things and physically you're going to feel that. And that's a really big investment, right? To just be in that state, not knowing what's going to happen, but doing all these things that maybe don't feel the best for your body or your mind or whatnot. And then that goes into the mental health investment that is here. And this is a big one. And I think it's important to name that whether or not you do treatment, the mental health investment of just going through infertility is huge, right? So there is this thing that you want in your life that's really significant. Um, and it's not just like, oh, I want this job promotion, which I'm not minimizing at all. That's that's still a big piece too. But um, many of us hold a heavier weight to like what we think our family is going to look like down the road, whether or not we're going to be able to have children or what the timeline of that might be like. And so that, of course, is going to bring in anxiety or depression or overwhelm or, you know, a whole slew of things. Um, And then, of course, treatment can impact our mental health, not just in terms of the stress that it puts on our, like, schedules and, and all of that, but also, of course, the medication that we're taking is impacting your hormones, which is going to directly impact your mental health in those moments, too, Um, which is why I always say, like, if you're not already in therapy for for your experience of infertility, get into some therapy once you're starting some infertility treatment because you need some support around it. It's it's a lot. Um, and I think one of the biggest parts about the mental health stuff for me was the uncertainty. So, of course, when you're going through infertility but you aren't yet doing treatment or maybe you never do treatment either way, Um, of course that has a big impact on your mental health, but then you're doing treatment and you're putting all of this, right? You're putting this financial investment, you're putting your time and your energy and and all of that. You're kind of pressing pause on your life to maybe do several months of treatment. I know our, for me, like our whole treatment time period, which involved a break in between certainly, but it was, you know, a couple years of doing different treatments, trying different things in between treatments and all of that. Um, And knowing that all of it is for a chance, right? So for me, what I remember my husband and I were talking before we did IVF and we had to do a little break before we did that one to save up money, to feel confident in our financial situation before starting that, but also just to feel mentally ready for it. Because I think we both struggled with our initial IUI treatment's not working. Um, but when we were deciding, okay, we're going to do IVF, it's really expensive. How do we decide how to do that? Because you don't know if you're going to have a good retrieval or not. You don't know if your transfer is going to work. And deciding how much you're willing to invest for a chance. So I think a lot of people who haven't been through it or haven't gone through infertility, they think, oh, like, IVF, at least that can be a guarantee that you'll have a baby. And it is not. So if you have a loved one going through it, just know it is not a guarantee. It makes sense that they feel really uncomfortable. It's just a chance that it will work. It's an increased chance, but it's still just a chance. And it might more so be something that gives you information on what's not working, what's going wrong, that's getting in the way. Um... And that can be a really hard thing to do. And so, yeah, me and my husband were talking about, like, it feels really worth it for us if it works. 
right? Like $15,000 is a lot of money, but if it ends up meaning that we get to grow our family, that's so worth it. Um, All of this energy and time and everything is so worth it if it works. But if it doesn't work, does it feel worth it? Right? So if you dumped all your savings and your time and your energy into this and it doesn't work, oh, that's, that's going to feel like a hit on your mental health, very understandably. And I think it's important to just really hold space for the mental health impacts of that uncertainty that's tied up with the investment. And so all this to say is it's understandable to feel complicated feelings about pursuing treatment. I think, and I know I I felt a little bit of this too, right? Like I was very eager to like finally get our infertility diagnosis. So you got to wait the year to like hit criteria for infertility. And like, you know, knowing that getting pregnant wasn't working for us naturally, um, you're, you're like, okay, it just, I want that infertility diagnosis so I can do the next step so I can get that treatment. Um, so, you know, there's a little bit of hope that comes into that of like, okay, we're doing something new. Maybe this will work. Um, but it's also understandable for that to feel really complicated, to feel like, I don't know if this is going to work, right? I felt really hopeful before our first IUI and then really just anxious and stressed for the rest of them. And leading up into IVF, I felt a little more hopeful. Maybe this will work. It's more intensive. There's more that they're doing and have control over. But I was so worried and nervous and felt a little disconnected to my experience because it's like, and what if this doesn't, right? What if this doesn't work too? Does it mean, are we able to do another cycle? Do we want to do another cycle? Do we want to invest all of this energy and and money into trying this over and over again to see if it works? Um, and I think for us, we we didn't figure out exactly where it was, but we kind of knew we would have a cap and we, you know, were exploring where that cap would be. And I'm really grateful we didn't have to dig into that too much more because we were so lucky that our cycle worked for us. But um, I think it's important to know that like those are conversations to have with, with your partner or your support team or whoever of what am I comfortable investing in this process? Um, knowing that it might not work. And so that's that's where the mental health stuff comes in. That's where it might feel helpful to chat with a therapist on it too. Um, and I hope overall I'm also sending this message of accepting other people's journeys if it maybe looks different than how you would do it. So if you know someone going through infertility and they're deciding not to pursue treatment, um, that's a valid choice. It makes a lot of sense to not pursue treatment. Um, and I think it's, we, we can only be the deciding factors for our own story and what feels worth it for us. We can't be that deciding factor for anyone else because everyone's experience is so unique. And so, yeah, it is expensive in a lot of ways financially, but also a lot more. And I think it's important to talk about and name and for there to be like awareness of, how complicated all these decisions and experiences can be. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If I referenced any links in this episode, you can find them below in the show notes. 
If you like the Ground and Grow podcast, I would greatly appreciate a rate and review from wherever you're listening so that others can find us too. If you'd like to be the first to know when new episodes are coming out, you can subscribe as well as follow me on Instagram at Kayla Estenson Wellness for all updates. I hope you have a beautiful rest of your day and I look forward to connecting with you again soon.